What's up, everyone? Welcome to the In One Accord podcast, where we explore the background, lyrics, and musical expression of the songs we sing and why we sing them. Our desire is to glorify God through songs that are biblically sound, worshiping together in harmony, and living in complete agreement with Christ. That is In One Accord. I'm Johnny Broadworth. And I'm Tim Plaster. And today we are going to be looking at the song Rejoice by Keith and Kristen Getty featuring Ren Collective. So it's a true Irish special. And we're <laughs> and a little folky too. Yes. Good. Yep. <laughs> it's good. It's a, it's a great tune. Makes you want to just dance and smile yeah. as you're listening <laughs> it to it. Does. So we're excited to look at this song today and see, okay, how does this song help us to worship the Lord and what are we saying to him as we sing it? Uh, so we're going to look at Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7 to start. And it says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So Tim, as we get into this, let's just start with verse one and look at, okay, how does this song in Philippians four relate to each other? So, you know, it's easy, easier to rejoice in the Lord on a Sunday morning, right? Mm -hmm. Things are going okay. You're there. You're away from, from everything else. Uh, uh, that normally takes place during the week. You're around like-minded people. Uh, you put these songs are put, placed in front of you. So that makes it easy. But uh, but the fact that the verse says rejoice in the Lord always, and then it repeats and it says, again, I will say rejoice. Um, that makes me think of uh, just being able to rejoice anytime, literally anytime, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. deepest, darkest times of your life. And also the happy times. And, and it reminded me of James 1 when it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So it's we're told and we're even shown in many examples to rejoice and find joy in the Lord through any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Right. And the first lyrics of this song, it says, Rejoice in the Lord now and always. Sing it again. We rejoice. Delight in the love he has shown us. Gratefully lift up your voice. And we would categorize this song as a call to worship. So a lot of times, you know, like we think, what's the first song that we're going to sing as we start off the service? And a lot of times a song like this is perfect. We're calling ourselves together to say, hey, we are here to worship the Lord. We are here to rejoice in him. No matter where we're coming from, maybe you, you came from a week of miserable work. Maybe you're coming off of a good week. Uh, but we say, Hey, no matter what the circumstances we're coming from, we're here in the house of the Lord with our brothers and sisters and how we're going to start the morning, how we're going to start the service. We're going to choose to rejoice in the Lord. Right. Uh, moving on. Uh, there's this next lyric. It says his gentleness among us will join our hearts with praise. And I love how the Lord orchestrates things together where we sang this song Rejoice in our service this past week. Pastor Ben preached on this passage of scripture, mm. and now we get to talk about it in this podcast. Yeah. 
Um, and one thing that Pastor Ben had said is, okay, when Paul says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone, that reasonableness is graciousness and gentleness, right? And as a body of believers, we are all in that process of sanctification. There are going to be things that are annoying or frustrating, maybe even hurtful. But when we come together, we're choosing to show gentleness and graciousness to each other. The same gentleness and graciousness that Christ showed to us. And as that happens, we're joined together in unity. And that's how we can praise the Lord. When we come together to praise the Lord, it's not an individual experience, right? This isn't just just me and Jesus having a moment together. No, we're a corporate body. And so in that unity, we, we all want to praise the Lord together, right? Right. And we're really, we're agreeing with each other. When we sing these songs together, we're agreeing with each other and we're singing them in one accord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the name. <laughs> uh, so then we get into the chorus, right? The chorus is simple. It says this, with each breath he's given, praise the Lord. In these times we live in, we will praise the Lord. And really fast, I love slick rhymes. Yep. yep. And I was having a, a conversation with Pastor Charlie just about rhyming and you know, there, there are the rhymes that you can kind of predict. You know what word is coming. Yep. But man, to hear him, to hear them uh, write times we live in and have it rhyme with uh, each breath he's given, it's just such a cool rhyme. So I love to sing it. It feels good. And it's so true, not only now, but we, we talked about how always, right, in the mm. 70s with all the war. <clears throat> and you mentioned back, back in biblical times, they were even, they were even thinking, this is this is the end, mm-hmm. right? The end is, is here. And, and so in these times we live in, is it can be any decade. Right. Yeah, you think about it. It's like, I'm sure at many points people have thought this is the end of the world, whether the Israelites are being carried off into captivity, World War II and the Holocaust, uh, even just now with all the different mental health things or even the war in Ukraine. Like people think, wow, this is just awful times that we live in. Right. But no matter the season, we can praise the Lord. And we'll get into that more as we look at verse 3 of the song. But if you write down Psalm 150, verse 6, it says this, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Mm. Right? And you think about all of creation. They, All of creation points to the glory of God. And... So often we try to steal that glory for ourselves or we want to have a bad attitude or we want to be frustrated, but God created us to praise him and give him glory. So let's fulfill that purpose for our lives to praise the Lord in every season. Yeah, right. Throughout every season even too. Right. Well, as we look at verse two, I know you said that you you had a lot that you saw in your studies that you were excited to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, it starts with rejoice and be anxious for nothing, praying for all that you need. Uh, and to imagine that this was written by Paul way back when, and he had enough to mention anxiety in in the Word of God, uh, that it was a big deal back then. And it has just gotten worse and harder and even more on the people, on us. And so just to think that back then it was a big deal, now it's an even bigger deal. Um, well, when I think about being anxious, uh, as a believer, uh, we show lack of trust in God when we fret and when we worry and when it shows to people around us. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of, uh, of witnessing, 
You know, it's the opposite because you're showing this, yeah, you're showing fear and you're showing concern where there doesn't need to be. And we're told here that there's no reason uh, to be anxious. In fact, there are things to be thankful for. Right. And I heard a helpful analogy because I think there are circumstances that do lend themselves towards worry. And you may hear some news from a doctor or you may have a situation at work or maybe you lost your job and it's like there there may be reason for worry but there can be one of two things if you're a car and you're going through a roundabout if you're anxious and you just choose to continue in anxiety and worry you get caught in that roundabout just going around in circles and circles and circles and maybe you backtrack and go back from the way you came and that's not what we're supposed to do but when we have these thoughts of anxiety, these thoughts of worry, what are we supposed to do? We take them to the Lord in prayer and supplication and choose to trust in Him. And so instead of just getting stuck in that roundabout going circles and circles, you you get in there, but then you get out and you keep going straight. You take that to the Lord rather than getting trapped and just continuing to look to yourself, looking to your circumstances. Take those worries, take those anxieties to the Lord. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. And, and that's what that line says, praying for all that you need. Uh, when we're told in Philippians, let your requests be made known to God. Mm-hmm. And the next line, come with a song of thanksgiving, lay your requests at his feet. Um, and thanksgiving, we are really good at asking, mm-hmm. but we're not super great at saying thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, once God has right. given us, whether it's what we want or he's answered the prayer in his own timing, uh, we fail to say thank you a lot of the times. So it's just a reminder to come with a prayer of thanksgiving. And then it says the peace will fall upon us. Um, and it, the peace that Jesus gives us is not circumstantially based. It, this, is, this is a peace that covers everything. In Romans 5.1 it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, again, shows the necessity of Jesus Christ, and he is our only way to God, even in peace. Uh, and then it says to guard our hearts and minds. His peace will fall upon us to guard our hearts and minds. The peace uh, that, can only, that we can only get from God um, it will guard over, will watch over our hearts and our minds, and ultimately will keep us from anxiety, from fear, from distress, from doubt, and things like that, that, that can easily run our lives if we let them. And then the last line of that verse too, it says, in Christ who reigns eternal, the shepherd of our lives. And I love that they use the analogy of a shepherd there, right? We look at John 10 verse 11, it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep or Hebrews 13, 20. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant or Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Mm. And, you know, we think about, well, if we're sheep and we see a wolf trying to come and take us down or a lion or a bear, or maybe we we wander off. We know that the good shepherd cares for his sheep. He protects and lays down his life for his sheep. And so we take that to today's circumstances and we see, okay, there are people who truly hate God and hate his people. Or we see evil men and they seem to be succeeding or circumstances, or we know that the devil is prowling, looking for people to devour well, we have no reason for fear. We have perfect peace when we rest in Christ because we know that he's protecting us, he's guiding us, 
and he's going to lead us into green pastures. Hmm. Uh, Moving on to verse three of the song, it says, Rejoice in the Lord now and always. Tell of the good that he has done. Worship the Lord to remember all of the joy yet to come. And this, this verse is probably my favorite verse of the song because there's an element of looking to the past and remembering all of the good things that God has done, whether that's bringing us to the point of salvation, answering prayers, uh, and just guiding us in those things. And there's so much joy in that. We've talked about this this with other songs, right? It's mm. good to recount what the Lord has done. But then we look forward to what he's still going to do, mm. right? This is the idea of John Piper's book, Future Grace, right? We don't just show gratitude and we're not just obedient because of what God has done, but we have faith in what he's going to do, right? The Israelites weren't just saved from Egypt. They were saved to the promised land. Mm. We weren't just saved from our sin. We weren't just saved from death and hell. We were saved to a life of holiness, to a life with God, to everlasting life. And there's so much more to look forward to that then this last line, it says, the hope that burns within us, the dark cannot destroy. With praise that's never ending, we say again, rejoice. Mm. And what's beautiful about that is like, okay, if the world throws its worst at us and it takes our life, it kills us. It doesn't touch what we look forward to, which is everlasting life with God, free from sin, free from death. And that's reason enough to rejoice in we can rejoice in any circumstance because God can't be taken away from us and our everlasting life with him can't be taken away from us. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. And uh, going back to the first half of that verse, if you think about it as a believer, half, half of, half of what we live for is the past. And that is what God's written in his word. Well, the other half is the future and what we look Mm -hmm. forward to, right? Mm -hmm. We're not just hanging out on the past, not looking forward to anything. And we're not just looking forward to something without having the past and what God has done. So it's so great to pull up both of those. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, there's there's so much to remember and so much to look forward to. And And then there's the tell of the good he has done. That's a verse that, uh, and that's a line that, it's a commandment, right? It's an action. It's, it's mm-hmm. telling us to do stuff, to go and tell the good that he has done, which there's so much that he has done for us. Right. Uh, and then of the joy that's yet to come. So, right. yeah, great way to end the song. And I love how they, in the song, they bring it down. You know, mm-hmm. you really focus on these words in ways that you didn't with the other verses. Right. And one thing musically, uh, they bring it down. And then as they go into that last chorus, there's someone that does a really cool vocal riff that's really impressive. And, you know, you could think, oh, that's kind of like showboaty or just showing off. But I think it's just a beautiful way of like everything in my soul just wants to cry out at the top of my lungs, like, let's praise the Lord. Let's rejoice, you know. And so um, Mm. almost like a hype man musically, you know, someone who does that beautiful vocal <laughs> yeah. riff, it's like, hey, let's get excited. Yeah. It's time to praise the Lord. We're here to rejoice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. They do it. And yeah, it's just an amazing thing. If if I could do that, I would do it, but mm-hmm. I can't do it. So <laughs> right. I just listen to it and enjoy it. That's why we're thankful for people who are more blessed vocally than us. That's right. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, and that's that's one of the things musically about this song. It's just when you listen to it, I don't know. For myself, I can't help but smile. And just I think the way that they wrote the song, it's very joyful. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a video that they had on this about the reasons behind the way they wrote it and everything. And they said oftentimes, you know, when you're struggling with anxiety, when you're uh, when you're sad, the songs that talk about like I'll trust in the Lord, they tend to be more quiet, maybe some minor chords, more of a sad tone. It's like I'm still going to trust in the Lord, but it's just a tough time. But like this is like you know what? Yeah, life is throwing all of these negative circumstances. There may be all these reasons not to rejoice, but I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose. Re- to rejoice. Uh, there is this Irish preacher I once heard, and he said, joy is a defiant nevertheless, right? You know, the world is doing all these things, but nevertheless, I'm going to choose joy in Christ. Right. And I think with the music, you know, it's like, I don't feel like all happy and go lucky. And it's like, you know what? Maybe not, but we're going to choose joy and we're going to choose not to complain, to be anxious or worry or whatever that may be right yeah it's great to remember as far as application um one thing i thought that could be a great way to do this you know uh a passage that came to mind for me was romans 8 18 through 39 and there's so much wrapped up wrapped up in there about what the lord has done and what the lord will do uh so maybe sometime this week you go and read that passage and then you sing rejoice and listen to the recording sing along Mm. with it and just praise the lord for what he has done and what he will do um as an effort to rejoice at all times yeah 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 and uh for you uh old schoolers out there pastor ben brought up rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice rejoice right yep yep Uh, and that's just something you can just be singing throughout the day you can have that in your head and then also this chorus is so great to memorize and to have uh, the whole song, really. But the chorus is usually the easy one to, to memorize. Just sing it throughout the day. Right. Um, but yeah, always a reason. We're reminded in Philippians 4, 8, too. Always reasons to be thankful. Always something to be thankful for. Praise the Lord. Well, we hope this has been an encouragement for you. And we pray that as a result, we can better rejoice in the Lord always. <laughs>